you might be going through something really, really horrible right now, really tough to handle. And I totally know where you're coming from. I myself have gone through a ton of trials. That's why I'm here with this podcast, giving you all of my life lessons so you could do it better the first time around, better than I did. But the truth is, sometimes that really be horrible thing that you think you just can't see any good in has some of the biggest gems of wisdom. Matter of fact, today I'm going to tell you one huge thing that seems so horrible that happened to me that ended up being one of the best things in my life, and it produced these five huge lessons that I'm going to share with you today. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. Hey guys, I hope you're having an amazing beginning to an amazing week and doing really well. I'm really grateful to be back with you guys and talk about a topic that to me is it's really important because so many women message me about their horrible situations. And sometimes, you know, when you're in the midst of like the craziness of whatever you're going on, deep, deep negative feelings, it's really kind of hard to see past that and think, gosh, is there any good in what I'm going through. I mean, I could almost sometimes remember times where I literally was like, there's just no way. There's just nothing positive that could possibly come out of this. But there was. And and matter of fact, there were things that were just so, so profound. So today I'm really excited to share these five most powerful things that I think would help any woman at any stage in their life. But before I do, I just want to give my regular shout out to an amazing, amazing listener in our Mindful Muslim family. And it is... um, the angel writer. And I wanted to say because she shared my content in her IG story. She was encouraging other people to follow me. And I really appreciate um, when sisters take that plunge and just like share other people's content if they thought it was really meaningful. And the particular post that she shared was one where I was talking about where you're having really difficult time, <laughs> how you can go and um, reach out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the place where the slave is closest to his rub, which is in sujood, according to the Prophet, peace be upon him. So um, today what I want to focus on is, uh, you know, the good that comes out of what we feel is the worst situations in our life. But what I want to say first is that I want to appreciate this sister who is sharing the information that she think would help other sisters. So she's not just like learning that thing and trying to implement it for her own life. She's also wishing better for other sisters. So Jazakumallahu Khairan, angel writer and from Instagram, that's her IG handle. And continue to please share anything positive that you think could benefit others. If you want to be featured on my podcast, please share something on your IG story. I always get notified or please do leave me an Apple podcast review, which I love because it helps other women to know that this is an amazing place to get information where we can all connect on a real level. We talk about a lot of real topics, as you know here. And at the same time, we're in a place where women are supporting women. We're not kind of like trying to crush each other and um, compete with each other, which I totally hate that women do. I'm not into competition whatsoever. I think there is enough space for all of us to thrive. So getting back to the topic of today, we're going to dive into number one out of five. Super excited because I think these things are so deep. Each one of these is a lesson in itself that I could almost do an entire podcast on, but I'm just going to give you like a snippet of the most, you know, powerful, jam-packed information that I could give you that would highlight like how this is something profound that you could use in your life. So the first one is number one. (laughs) 
these are like, I swear sometimes when I think about these, like when I think about my podcast with you guys, I have thought about these and they have, you know, been deep contemplations for myself in my life, but not until I like have to prepare for a podcast and put this stuff out there for you guys do I realize like, whoa, like that was a gift, that experience. I thought that was horrible. That was, alhamdulillah, that was a serious gift. So number one was feeling horrible only lasts as long as you let it. I'm going to say that again. Feeling horrible only lasts as long as you let it. It's kind of like that, what's that quote? Like when someone's bullying you, you always say like people can only do to you what you let them. It's kind of similar to that. It goes back to that notion that we have so much more control than we think. I mean, so many women, I talk to them and they're like in these really you know low places. And I'm just like, dude, isn't it crazy that you could have a sister that you know is in a deep place and she thinks that she is just a slave to her situation. She thinks she's just, you know, totally helpless, but in fact, she isn't at all. And she could totally get out that situation. And that's what I learned. We have so much more power than we think and feeling horrible only lasts as long as you let it. So for this one, I realized that I needed to, when I start feeling certain types of ways, to learn that I have to have a method in how I get myself out of it. Now, if you've heard my previous podcast on journaling, I do have a method on journaling. I've also done so many podcasts in Mindset Shift and just being a positive thinker and all these other podcasts, if you scroll back in probably the last couple weeks, where I just have told you guys exactly how I do it step by step. So I suggest you go back and you, after this one and you just listen to some of those ones on positive thinking and you know all that type of stuff because you're going to find that you having your own method of the way you pull yourself out of things is going to be key. And FYI, your method is not going to be the same as my method. Like for me, it might be journaling. For you, it might be taking a walk. For somebody else, it might be like talking to this particular friend or going into sujood or like, but the point is like you just generally have to find what works for you. And that works with trial and error. And that works with actually believing that you could do it, right? So number two, just because you can't see better days doesn't mean they aren't coming. So this one, it's like I had shared this podcast with you guys called Meet My Husband, which happens to still be one of like the top five podcasts that I have going because everybody apparently wanted to meet my husband. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I'm just playing. Um, so what happened is in that one, I talk about just kind of you know, how my husband and I got married and how we got together and everything. Now, this podcast is specifically the five most powerful things that I learned from my divorce. So what happens is I was married the first time and then, and then I got divorced. And out of that marriage, I had two girls. And then I got remarried to my husband that I currently am with now. And what I want to, the reason I'm bringing that up is because the marriage I have right now, if I thought the first marriage was the marriage that was like, whoa, this is like, you know, the love of my life or this is that. I didn't know anything, guys. I couldn't see past my pain from that divorce and whatever went on with us. But like when I got to meet my husband now, my husband is so amazing. I would never give it up for the world to have gone through that so I can end up where I am now. And you know, as a woman who goes through divorce, you're always like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to happen next? How am I going to put food on the table? Um, you know, how I'm going to raise two kids by myself? Like who's going to love me? Who's going to love my kids? It's not their kids. No one's going to love your kids like their own biological parents. And I couldn't see past my pain. I couldn't see at the time, like, how could this possibly work out? Well, uh, it works out really well. So I'm just saying, like, don't not like put yourself in that place where you think like nothing could ever get better. I can never move past. Like, just stop. It's not 
like that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can see the ghaib. He's above us. He's got the 360 view. He has it all covered. Nothing happens without his command. In fact, nothing happens that he doesn't know that we can't already handle. And so subhanAllah, what I want to say is just because, like I said, you can't see better days doesn't mean that they aren't coming. So just know that there is good in everything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does. And there has to be a level of trust between us and our Rabb. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to trust Allah and to understand that whatever he's doing is for our ultimate good. And so let's go on to number three. Okay, this one is hard. You know, number three is hard for me because it makes me a little bit sad because I think as women, we don't realize like how much if we don't have our act together, our children really suffer. And I think after being a mother for, oh gosh, what is it now? 20, 22 years, 23 years, like you realize how much everything you do and every decision you make and even like your facial expressions or the tone of your voice, your attitude affects your children. And when you're going through divorce, it's really hard because you do not have a moment to yourself where your children are not watching you, especially if you're a woman where the children go with you. So imagine you're divorced from someone, now the kids are with you, and every day is a new day for you now where you have to manage like the crazy stuff you're going through and the stress of life and you're doing it alone with these two children. And these two children have their own needs. They're confused. They got ripped away from their two parents and now they have to continue on. And the thing is how you handle your pain, which is number three, how you handle your pain teaches your children how to handle theirs. Okay. I'll say that again. How you handle your pain teaches your children how to handle theirs. And it's not that they're never going to handle them at all differently than you do, but the point is you're modeling as a grown woman how you deal with pain and stress. So if it's crying your eyes out all day, then they're going to think like, oh my gosh, like life is hopeless. Like when stuff gets hard, like mommy falls apart. Like I guess I have to fall apart too. Is that all that happens? Like uh, subconsciously or unconsciously, that's the notes they're taking. Even if they're two years old, three years old, five years old, six years old, like the influence on our children, you would not believe that things that they can pick up. And at that age, like they don't completely understand all that we're doing, but what they're doing is they're just monitoring us and noticing patterns. For example, if every day when something happens, we just get agitated, they can pick up on that. If every day when certain things happen, there's times of the day we just start bursting out crying, they can pick up on that. They can, especially if some women go through divorces and then they're pregnant and different issues and, you know, like, or they just had a baby recently, they have postpartum depression. They found out like, I have women DMing me that husbands are doing this and that. And it's hard to listen to because I'm like, the first thing I tell them is like, listen, let's work on you and making you feel good because we are, you know, accepting in a sense like what's happening because, and, and by the way, go back to my other podcast on divorce and like how to handle divorce. And I've, I have uh, started like a simple one, maybe in the future I'll do a course, but I started a simple kind of like ABC, like if you're going through divorce, like, or, 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 you know, are still like dealing with whatever the remnants of that, these are the things to really, really focus on. But with this, one of them at the end is like with the kids. So try, try your very best to come up with a method where you do not constantly show them this like dreaded, negative, depressing side of you because the honest truth, guys, is they are going through their own stuff. And you're going to have some of your kids that when they're going through their stuff, they're going to be quiet. And some of your kids are going to just lash out and have bad behavior. And each child is going to experience their pain differently because they are at a loss as well. So please just understand that your pain and how you manage it is really important. So the faster you get a hold on it, the healthier your children will be and have a better chance of them getting hold on their feelings. Okay. 
All right, number four, one of the biggest mistakes you can make is trying to escape your pain. So it just kind of ends up creating another disaster, a deeper disaster. And I'm going to get real with this one, okay? So some women, when they have the pain of divorce or the pain of a, whatever it is, like they were going to get married to someone, now they get married to someone, they go through like very serious depressions. I have women DMing me that they want to commit suicide. I have some of them that are like starting to drink, starting to go on drugs, um, you know, starting to be like, oh, it doesn't matter at all. Leave my Islam, take my hijab off. Oh, start dating guys or getting loose with guys because, you know, like what's the point anyway? Like I'm going to say that on this podcast. Like that's what's happening in the Muslim community. And that is really, really the root cause is because we are just not managing what's happening inside of us. We're running away from ourselves, And you can run and you can run and you can run as far as you want, but you can't run away from your own self no matter what you do. In the end, it's all going to come back at you. So people sometimes when they can't manage their pain, they just start going to self-destructive stuff, right? They start all start smoking this and that, and I'm going to escape my pain. That's why people drink a lot, right? Because they, I'm just talking about people in general, not just like Muslims, like non-Muslims too. People drink a lot of times to escape pain and bad feelings and negative feelings, right? They get off of work, they go to the bar, they do whatever, and they're trying to escape their feelings, their thoughts, that they're just you know, they're pressing them and they don't want to deal with it or they don't know how to deal with it. Maybe they want to, but they don't know how. So the point is, my point is like, no matter what you're feeling, don't run from it. Embrace it. And, you know, some people might, yeah, whatever. I'm going to jump in my car, blast music and sing my heart out and pretend like none of this is happening. But like that doesn't help either. So, you know, I, I'm a big believer in just like not trying to experience your pain through music because that is, that's something a lot of people do. And a lot of times it's just, it's a whole nother topic. I think I'm going to do a whole nother topic on that one because I don't even get into that one too deep. But but the more you run, the point is it's never going to get resolved. And you're going to carry it into the next relationship. And you're going to carry it with your children and the experience for your children. And not a lot of good's going to come out of it. So I just wanted to give that bit of advice. And the last one that I wanted to share with you today is protect your children at all costs. Um, I've had heard some really, really tough situations where women get married to guys and then like once they're married, guys give them these conditions that they did not give them before. And this is why I, I have my Muslim marriage course, guys. I have my master class, Muslim marriage lab, and I go through like all of the things that you should be focusing on when looking for men. And a lot of the times when women come to me with their problems, I'm telling you, it's just because they didn't do an amazing job of searching for the right guy in the right way. And a lot of these problems could have been avoided. So, um, in one particular sister, and she's an amazing sister, um, you know, actually, no, it's not one. I'm not going to lie. It's probably like five different sisters told me this, um, that after they get married a guy, they didn't want to accept their children. Um, so these women came to the marriage with children from a previous marriage and they didn't want to accept them. And they told them they had to get rid of them. They, and, and some of them told them nicer than others, astaghfirullah, I'd hate to say it that way. And that is obviously a completely un-Islamic approach. But for whatever reason, that was the situation, right? So what we have to um, understand is protecting our children at all costs is important because the truth is we don't know if that relationship with that gentleman, that brother is going to last. But our children, that bond between a mother and a child is 
ridiculously important. It forms their sense of self, their sense of worth, their self-esteem, like so many things about their humanity. You have no idea, and I have no idea why, until I really, really got deeply into learning it, and then I was like, wow, my job is really important. It's like we're the mothers of the world, right? And so subhanAllah, I just want you to understand that whatever you have to end up choosing for yourself – do protect your children at all costs. As a female, this is like the gift we've been given. And to have this sense of like just protecting and caring, it's just a beautiful thing that often gets just shaded by like career and fast-paced life and oh, don't let nobody slow you down and do you and all that nonsense and all honesty. Because when, after all that stuff is done and you're done chasing your dreams and your careers and this and that, and you have to go back and face your children, if you ever are like an older woman who gets gets to 40, 50, 60. When you hear the regrets, the regrets of women, it's that like I didn't do right by the people I loved or the people that I I, I thought now were going to be there for me, but my kids want nothing to do with me because I didn't deal with them right. And so protect your kids at all costs, guys. This is a life relationship that will not come and go. It will be there forever and your children really need you. And that's just so, so important. So we're just going to do a really quick recap today. This is kind of like five lessons for any women, but especially the five most powerful ones I've learned from my divorce. I just really, really wanted to focus on and learn from, and they have they have just served me so well. Number one is feeling horrible only lasts as long as you let it. And believe me, that could go for any, any type of sister at any age in her life, right? Number two, just because you can't see better days doesn't mean they aren't coming. Allah knows what is going on in your life. He knows what's going on in mine and what is to come. Number three, how you handle your pain teaches your children how to handle theirs. So if you haven't already figured that out, guys, check out some of my podcasts and learn some more about handling your emotions. I have another one on rewriting your past. I have so many that are there for you. Please, please use them as free resources. Number four, one of the biggest mistakes you can make is trying to escape your pain. It just creates a deeper disaster. Please, please do not try to let the shaitan talk you into all type of sinful things that he promises you will make you feel better, but they just won't in the end, guys. I promise. And number five, protect your children at all costs. This is a relationship that will last a lifetime. And it is one, believe me, that is so painful if you screw up and you mistrust or lose the trust of our beautiful, beautiful children. And as mothers, this is just an extreme gift that we do not want to take, um, not take advantage of and handle in the appropriate way. And I want to say, guys, I'm so excited that Ramadan is, oh my gosh, guys, Ramadan is around the corner. What is it like? What is it? Um, March 1st. It's about a month and a half, a little bit over a month and a half away. But believe me, this is the part where things start to go really fast. And all of a sudden, it's at your door in two seconds. So what I want to say is the same reminder I gave kind of like a podcast or two back. Try to start you know, decluttering right now, decluttering your house, decluttering your brain, especially I always declutter my house and I organize my house. I'm going to be doing some um, Ramadan videos and different things and resources on how to kind of get yourself all ready for Ramadan. I'm super excited. And we're going to have a huge Ramadan Facebook group where I'm going to do tons of giveaways and prizes and just, just deep daily motivation and inspiration so we can really, really embrace Ramadan together. I feel so hyped that this is going to be um, – 
one of the best Ramadans yet. And inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to reveal some things later on that will let you know exactly how I'm going to help us to do that as a community. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. And please do take these five lessons and try to see how you can implement at least one or two of them in your life right now to change your way of thinking to an even more positive one. Have an amazing week and I will talk to you guys again on Friday. Inshallah bismillah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.